Hey everybody, I'm Jackie and welcome to another episode of Memo by Gaia Legal. Today's episode is going to be all about the most common pitfalls, I guess you would say, that entrepreneurs, startups have when creating their business plan. So this is in our Gemini season series on contracts. This is uh, the first contract because a business plan is a contract between you and yourself or you and your partners. What is your intention? If you don't like a business plan, um, what is your intention for the energy that you're about to put out into the world? And is that energy going to contribute in a way that makes it a sustainable, viable choice for you to continue in that energy? And so this is going to frame the uh, most common mistakes, business pitfalls that I see when it comes to small business owners and their planning. So just to begin the conversation, a business plan, having a business plan, even if it's only one or two pages, is really essential to the success of a business owner. It's because you're setting your intention. If you're having a target um, and you don't aim for that target, you just go wherever you feel like it, uh, maybe you'll get there, maybe you won't. But we live in a commercial society where value is measured on the efficient production use uh, conservation of resource. Okay, resource is not unlimited. Everything has a time and a place. Even our physical body resource, that is not limited. We will all transition at some point. Resources are not unlimited. There's always a recycling of resource given the constraints of the society. So having a business plan is your intention of how you are operating within those current uh, restraints. So I also know that as a small business owner, it can definitely be challenging to know um, what to put in your business plan, what to avoid. So we're just going to highlight two key areas. Actually, no, four, four key areas. I had them grouped up in paragraphs, I have my notes here. Four key areas that may be missed in a business plan. So I think most small business owners know, okay, like vision, mission, um, my goals and my story and all those things, um, my products, what am I selling? Like those are the fun parts of a business plan. plan. There are also like the quote, not so fun parts, especially for creative entrepreneurs of a business plan. And so that's what this episode is about. So the first not so fun part, but essential part of a business plan is your financial planning, your financial projections, or your assets, or your liabilities, how are they being managed um, over time? If you underestimate your cost and overestimate your revenue, you're going to go bankrupt and out of business. And this happens very, very frequently. There is a reason why the US Small Business Administration cites that 50% of small businesses are out of business by year five because of ineffective financial management, ineffective cash flow. And this gets you know, really basic, how are you tracking your ins and your outs um, to how are you getting support in this area? We can't be masters at everything and we can't, we don't have time to do everything. Again, we live in a resource finite um, environment. So how are we using the services of bookkeepers? How are we using the services of accountants, of tax attorneys, and so on and so forth to help support us in our creations? We can expand what's possible in this world, but while we are expanding, we have to work with the current limitations that we're under or the current opportunities that we're under. However you frame it, it is what it is, what it is, is that this is a situation at hand. How do I work within the situation? How do I get creative and try to think beyond the situation? But ultimately, we live in a money-based society, not just society. We live in a money-based world. And if you would like to take part 
in a world that's just not the United States, but a world that's international all around, you're going to have to deal with money and finances. So to avoid um, cash flow issues or overestimating your revenue and underestimating cost, take the time instead to research and analyze your market and create a realistic financial projection um, and ensure that you have adequate resources and funding in place. So like, you know, market research, does people, do people even want this? And there's a lot of different ways you can go about that. So I think about like creating a course, an online course. Uh, a lot of people do market research by like running like mock ads, right? So I want to see how this ad or how this idea gets picked up in the market. And then before you start creating all of these things, you say, okay, this, um, I have four different programs. This one is the most viable right now. Let me go ahead and do that one, which would be completely different from what you feel like the market wants. Sometimes what you feel like the market wants is not what actually the market wants. And this is where you have to balance everything. If you rather serve a smaller group of people because you're feeling and you're passionate about what you're delivering, then go ahead for it. But at the end of the day, we have to operate within the constraints of what people want. And, you know, a lot of people don't advise us, but you can convince people in certain ways and show them hope and show them an idea, a new idea of what people um, should, you know, what you think they should want. But there's a lot that's very energy intensive and you have to have the resource, energetic resource, it might not be financial resource, but if you're going to bring on an innovative new idea, that's definitely possible, but you have to have the energy spiritual stores in order to birth that idea into the world because a lot of people are going to come against you and it may take longer because you have to do some more uh, persuasion to kind of open up or develop a market for that product. It's like that saying, if you build it, they will come. Yes, they do. Um, but sometimes you have to, you have still have to manage your resource because you're going to have to invest um, in certain strategies that if you already have a market, um, you wouldn't have to invest in. So that is number one, lack of financial planning. Another crucial area to consider where a lot of small business owners make a mistake or there's a pitfall is, again, the market research in a more specific way. Who is your target audience? Who is your niche? Who are the people in this niche? And what are the trends? So um, everything has been done under the sun. Everything has been done under the sun. You're just working on a variation of something that someone has already done. And believe me, someone somewhere has been doing what you're doing. It just may be in a different form. Um, it's kind of like uh, Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison. Like Tesla was doing something for Edison, but Edison was the one who like eventually got the credit. But they were both doing similar things at the same time, even if it's not in the public eye. So market research, knowing who's in your niche and like making friends with them or connecting with them so that you can all rise together, especially if you're in a newer area, you're going to need some like social proof that, okay, there's a group of us that are interested in this. And so that's how you create a movement. One person and two person and three, four, five, six movements can be creative because you're bringing in a new fresh idea into the society on the big picture. Again, everything has been done at times before, even if it was like 500, 600, 700 years ago, a variation of what you're trying to do has already been done. So we need to understand these things. We need to understand how we are different from the person next door, not in like a mean-spirited or like win-lose sort of way, but just understanding um, 
what's working for them, what's working for me, what's not working for them, what's not working for me, because knowing what works and what doesn't work, when you have a group of people, you're able to understand the market even better. At the end of the day, as business owners, we are here to serve, number one, but we're also here to maybe challenge, to maybe push and to maybe, you know, bring forth ideas that are ripe um, for society to evolve in a more positive direction. By positive, I mean, you know, where people's needs are met um, and people are more satisfied, less health issues. We are here to bring that into form. And by collaborating with people in our market, we're able to kind of see what's going on in a different way. So the third pitfall that small business owners um, engage in is resource allocation. So it's kind of similar to not tracking assets and liabilities and not managing your finances. We have to also think about the uh, the resources beyond the finances. This is equipment, staff, technology. I have seen people scale too fast, and I always give my guitar now. Guitar is over there. I, I don't like playing it because I don't like calluses on my fingers, but mm, I, I try some chords. But yeah, so guitar. If you ever did uh, tune the guitar or move the string or like a violin, turn it too fast, the string's going to pop. And the same thing can happen with a small business owner. If you try to scale too fast, that thing is going to pop. And maybe you'll be able to salvage it. Maybe you'll be able to get new strength. But a lot of times people don't have the resources to do that and they go bankrupt. They have to do something else. So we have to make sure that when we are scaling, we're not hiring all the staff that we don't need because that's like another mistake that I see a lot is people hire all the staff. They're like, oh, I have 20 staff members. It makes them sound so cool until you start realizing like, you know, you're because you have such relationships with these people, you're kind of like, for lack of a better word, stuck with these people and are they happy? Do you have enough work for them? Are you creating work for them? Um, do you have too much staff or not enough staff? We want to always have like an optimal amount of staff because when you have too much staff, not enough challenge, not enough work, you start becoming unhappy and you know, conflict starts happening. Now you're dealing with all the conflict. It's taking away from what you're actually here to do, which is not necessarily you know deal with internal conflicts. And then if you have too less staff, um, you as the entrepreneur, you're probably going to be really burnt out. So we want to make sure we get the optimal amount of staff, optimal amount of employees, optimal optimal amount of contractors. When to switch a contractor over to an employee because an employee is a more stable, long-term position, then contractors are in and out. Um, when to use automation, and there can be such a thing as too much technology. When not to use automation, because by the time you zap everything together through Zapier, you could just do that in one, one click over here that was like less automation. That's what I see too. I guess this AI stuff and the zap stuff comes comes up. It's like, it gets so complicated that they always say simple scales, complex fails. And it's like in the pursuit of making something simple, you actually made it way complicated. So resource allocation. And then number four, strategy formulation. So either their vision mission is just too vague, um, not realistic, can lead to confusion, lack of direction. That's why the story, the brand story is always something you can ground yourself in when things get gray out here, um, not evolving the vision and the mission and the goals over time. Your business plan is not a static document. It should be reviewed with your top level strategy people and then even outside consultants, people in the market um, uh, on a frequency that works for your industry, that works for your business. And by having that in place, you're able to 
then set the intention for your business and have a sustainable business brand and not one that's going to go out of business as according to the Small Business Association Administration administration within five years. So those are four key components that small business owners look out for when you're making your business plan. It's easy to skip over these because they're not necessarily as fun, especially for my creative entrepreneurs. However, um, the most successful businesses, the ones that are really at scale, this is their bread and butter. This is where their engine is. How are they allocating resources and how are they using their money and how are they tracking their money? And that we live in a capitalistic economic society and those who have, have more because they understand what it takes to have. So you may not like the game, but you may have to play it a little bit until you get enough resources, enough capital in order to deviate. Um, you may have to, you know, go different ways without capital resource or by capital resource, I mean financial resource. However, um, you know, see if there's been models that have already done that. What do their lives look like? Is that the life that you want? And if yes, that's cool. But if not, um, which I think most people listening to this podcast, that is not the way that you want to go because you understand money, you understand the energetics of money and that money is just energy stored in paper uh, and in society and people, you know, push all the levers here and there to make sure we all stay in this ebb and flow together. It's just energy. Money is just energy. And yeah, are there, are there people where we could, um, are there places where we could better allocate that energy or have better checks and balances on who has excessive versus non-excessive stores of financial energy? Yes. But that is not the topic for today's podcast. Today's podcast was just about the four pitfalls that entrepreneurs mainly, usually many creative entrepreneurs make um, when writing their business plan. So that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in tomorrow. We are going to head over to um, your entity formation, that contract. Today, a business plan intention was um, a contract between you and yourself, God, source, universe, about what am I here to create? Why am I here to birth into this world? Great. That's the business plan. The second is your, um, your agreement, your contract with you and the jurisdiction, the government that you're operating under. We all operate within a government, and there's a lot of history as to why that is. But the answer is the world is what it is, what it is, what it is. So <laughs> this is how um, society has evolved and you have to operate within that society and your entity formation and your relationship with the IRS and the state and federal government is what we will talk about tomorrow. So thank you all for tuning in as always. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye.